Are you overwhelmed by songwriting? Are you somebody that sometimes starts to write a song and then gets stuck along the way, not knowing what to do next? Maybe you find yourself with what essentially is poetry in written lyrics, and you're like, I don't really know what to do next. Or maybe you are somebody that finds yourself with a written melody, but you don't know how to put that melody to chords. There are so many different forms that this overwhelm can come from. So let's cut through all that and just talk about how we can avoid that by simply writing songs in the easiest way to write songs. Writing things in the best order for an easy songwriting process. Let's talk about it. Hello, friend. Welcome to another episode of the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Joseph Adala. Honored that you would take some time out of your busy day to talk songwriting with me. If you haven't already, be sure to grab my six-step lyric writing checklist. This is going to help you make songwriting less overwhelming. This specifically, of course, is going to help with making lyric writing less overwhelming in my opinion, lyric writing is by far the most overwhelming part of the songwriting process, which is why I have this six-step lyric writing checklist, because often breaking lyrics into baby steps is a great way to have great results with our lyrics instead of simply trying to stare at a blank page and force ourselves to come up with brilliant poetry on the spot, which is almost certainly destined to fail most of the time. Once in a while, it might work out, but most of the time it won't. So if you instead want to go through some tried and true baby steps that will help get you a lyric that you can be proud of, be sure to grab my free guide, songwritertheory.com slash lyric checklist. So before we dive into the three steps that I think represent the easiest way to write a song, what you're going to know by the end of this podcast is for almost all people, what is the single easiest way to write songs? What to write when? And I think we need to explore where this comes from first before we dive into the nuances of the steps. So there's really two core ideas that influence this order. This order is not arbitrary, and this order is instead something that comes from two general principles or ideas. One is that harmony to melody is much easier than melody to harmony. Or seen another way, coming up with a melody for your chord progression or harmony is way easier than coming up with a chord progression for your melody or coming up with harmony for your melody. This is going to be especially true without music theory knowledge. And we'll dive a little bit more into the nuances when we get to that step. But it is far easier, far easier to hear a chord progression and then improvise a melody, perhaps with our voice, that our voices are just used to locking on pitch, right? So if we hear a chord, it's very difficult to actually sing off pitch and a totally wrong note. It's actually hard to do. So we don't need to understand any of the underlying theory when we are improvising a melody off of chords. When we have a melody and we're trying to write chords, can we just guess random chords until it sounds right? 
Yeah, we kind of can, but also it's 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 a difficult thing because if the chord is close, your voice will probably automatically be like, oh, I thought I was singing C. Just kidding. Maybe it's a C sharp. But that makes a huge difference in your chord selection. Huge difference. The whole key of the song might be different because before it might have been maybe a song in C major and you really were going for a C. But then once you shift to a C sharp, C sharp doesn't exist in, in C major. So all of a sudden you've totally changed the key. So it, there is just no simple, easy way to go from a melody to a chord progression if you don't understand your music theory. And even if you do, it's still harder for sure. And then the second core idea is that music to lyrics is much easier than lyrics to music. So if you have music already, trying to figure out the lyrics for that music is going to be easier than if you have lyrics already or poetry already and you are now trying to put that to music. It's much easier to listen to music and ask yourself, what does this sound like it would be about? We all do this. It's sort of like a painting. It's, it's natural for us to look at a painting and ask, what does this seem to be about? Or watch a movie and say, what does this seem to be about? Listen to music and say, this makes me feel like I'm a warrior who just finally won the battle and it's been a long battle. We can feel that. We can almost hear the story in the music. But it's far less intuitive. And maybe there's one of you listening that this won't be true for. But for the vast majority of people, that is far more intuitive than reading lyrics and asking, what would music that supports these lyrics sound like? That's just a far harder question. Are we using major chords, minor chords? Where do we use major chords? Where do we use minor chords? Does a sus chord help to add to the point of this lyric? It's just very difficult. Far more difficult than listening to music and allowing the music to inform the direction of the lyrics. So when we put this together, we should get what our three steps are at a high level. If we know that it's easier to do the music before the lyrics, and we know that within the music, it's easier to go from harmony or chords to a melody, then we have our three steps, right? Our three steps are start with harmony or a chord progression or some form of song engine that provides harmony. But easiest version of all, which we're going to dive into in a second, of course, is just a chord progression. And then write a melody because you can sing a melody, improvise a melody to a chord progression. And if just assuming that you're not pitch deaf, you're going to be able to write a melody without knowing anything. You don't even, you might not even know what key you're in, but it doesn't matter. Your voice just kind of locks to pitch. It might make it harder to make a really great melody slightly, but to make a melody real easy. And then you have your, your chord progression and your melody, which already is going to have a sound of what does this sound like it would be about, which can then inform the direction of your lyrics, and then you can get into lyric writing. That is the easiest way to write a song. Now, we're going to dive into the nuances of that in a second, but at a high level, that's the easiest. Now, of note, sometimes people ask about song sections and how that fits in as well. I personally think that these three steps, you should go in the same order. If you want the easiest songwriting experience, go in this order for 
every song section, right? So write the harmony for your verse before you write the melody or the lyrics for the verse. Next, you can maybe write the harmony or chord progression for the chorus before you write the melody for the verse. You can do that. But again, within the song section of the chorus, go chord progression, melody, lyrics. And another note is if you do decide to start with a verse, because because when it comes when it comes to lyrics, I think there's value in starting with the central idea, right? What is the central idea of this song? When I hear the music of you know the chord progression and the melody of the verse and the chorus that I have written so far. What does it sound like this song would be about? That's the central idea. From there, the natural next step is to write the chorus lyrics. So actually, when it comes to lyrics specifically, I think the ideal slash easiest way to start is with the chorus, because now you have the main point, the main theme, and now your verses and your bridge is just fleshing out that main idea, either with supporting ideas or with a story that you're telling that supports the main idea. But everything, every song section lyrically is in service to the chorus. It should connect to the chorus. It should be fleshing out the point that's being made in the chorus or giving an example of something that, su that supports the chorus or telling a story that is connected to that central theme in the chorus. And then when it comes to music, song section wise, I find it's much easier to go verse or chorus first. I think either one is fine and then bridge. But note that if you start with the verse music, you need to leave room to grow because almost always the music is going to be bigger, more epic in the chorus than the verse. So if you write verse music and it's like crazy, just super high energy, you know, th that may be difficult to then one up that in the chorus. So if you're starting with the verse music, be sure to leave room to grow dynamically. If you start with the course, you don't have to worry about that. And at the end, we'll talk briefly about my preferred, the detailed way that I tend to write songs eight times out of 10, four out of five times, something like that, uh, which you can take or leave. But it is highly connected to this easiest way. So step one, we covered this briefly, but now we'll dive in a little deeper. Step one is the harmony song engine, or at its most simple, the chord progression. So I'm calling this the harmony song engine because this doesn't have to be a chord progression. In fact, when I start my songs and go in this order, it is almost never a chord progression. I personally think that chord progressions are fairly low on the list for how good of a way to start a song. But Early on is the best way to start a song. But when you get more seasoned and you're better at like writing bass lines and cool little piano riffs and guitar hooks, then I think it's better to transition away from chord progressions. But the easiest of all, easiest, easiest way to write a song, start with a chord progression. And then the easiest version of that, the easiest of the easiest, is to start with a stock chord progression. As I've said a million times, I do not recommend this long term. Most of the time, we should not write songs like this. 
early on or if you just need a jump start, you just need a quick win, you need to write a song, finish a song and feel good and be like, yes, I can do this, go to a stock chord progression if you must. Totally fine. Literally just pick one. But again, other things that you can do here, especially if you're a more seasoned songwriter, you can start with a guitar hook, a piano riff, bass line. Or if you're really good at a certain instrument, right? If you're a really good pianist, starting with a piano hook is something that might come pretty naturally to you. If you're a bass guitarist and you've been thinking, oh, you're telling me I can start a song without like getting the guitar out and trying to figure out how to play guitar? Yes, yes, you can start your song with your bass. You can write a sweet bass line and build your song off of that. The idea is to have a piece of music that you can improvise or that you can come up with via, you know, picking an arbitrary stock chord progression or something. And we don't need to understand the theory that we would need to understand to take a melody and figure out how to put that to chords because we can just hear the piano riff or hear the bass line or hear the chord progression and use our voices to improvise a melody. That's the, the main part of this that makes this the easiest route to go. You don't have to think as much about music theory and music composition and some of the, the rules and, and how that works. You don't have to be thinking about like, okay, I have a melody and the phrase is like E to F sharp to G. What's the right underlying chord? I don't even know where to start, which that stuff isn't particularly hard to learn. But if you don't know that, you don't know that, right? And you don't have to know that if you write in this order where you start with the chord progression or some other harmony song engine. Improvising a melody to a chord progression, if you don't know theory, is way easier, way easier than trying to improvise or figure out a chord progression for a melody you've already written. So the main thought process here is when you're writing your harmony song engine, you know, whether it's a bass line, guitar hook, piano riff, or the simplest of simple, which is a chord progression, write it in a single key. That's the important part. Make sure it is in a single key. If you pick a stock chord progression, you don't even have to worry about this because they'll just give you the answer, right? G major, D major, E minor, C major. For the record, that is almost certainly a chord progression, a one, five, six, four specifically, in G major. But you don't need to know that because you just picked a stock chord progression. Now, you may need to know that when you come up with a different chord progression in the course, and then if you randomly have like a, I don't know, an E major, C sharp minor, B major, A major, and you're like, oh, why don't they work well together? Well, because you just out of nowhere went from G major to E major, and that's probably going to sound kind of wonky. So make sure that all your chord progressions in your song are within a single key. And then, of course, a bonus here is if you can make it something interesting, right? If you can just make the chord progression a little more interesting, that's going to go a long way, a long way. Because on one extreme is a stock chord progression. It literally could not get less interesting than a stock chord progression. This does not mean that you can't write a killer song off of it. Just know that the foundation you're building your song off of is literally it's, it's cookie cutter, right? Like the definition of cookie cutter. It's a chord progression that has been used a trillion times over and over, and you're starting with that same chord progression. There's nothing wrong with it, but again, it is, it's cookie cutter. 
if you come up with a sweet bass line or a guitar hook or a piano riff, then it's not going to be cookie cutter, right? There's probably no piano riff that sounds quite like what that piano riff sounds like compared to the chord progression where there's literally thousands, not thousands, millions of songs that have the exact same progression that you're starting with. So just having it be a, something a little more interesting, a little more melodic, like a bass line or a guitar hook or a piano riff that has a little bit of a melody built in there, arpeggiated chords, a little bit goes a long way to make your foundation of the song a little bit more interesting. But when you're first starting, and if you're really just struggling, you just you just have to get a win. You have to write a song, feel good about yourself, get a win, say, I wrote a song. Start with a chord progression, and if you must, start with a stock chord progression. Step two, melody. Easiest way to do this, as I mentioned before, is to improvise with your voice. The reason for this is because, again, it requires no knowledge. We're all used to our voices sort of almost automatically locking onto pitch. It's actually hard, for instance, to like sing a C natural when you hear a C sharp. But for you to actually sing a note that is one half step off is difficult because our voices just naturally want to lock onto pitch. And... That has its downsides for sure, but its upside is because of that, you are going to be able to fairly easily improvise different melodies and you'll immediately hear when it's wrong and you'll be able to self-correct and your voice may automatically self-correct, essentially, right? Where like you're a little bit sharp or flat, but your voice will just be hear that it's wrong and your brain just kind of subconsciously brings it to the right pitch. So, and, and, and unless you have perfect pitch as a singer, Nobody thinks about the notes they're singing. Like, I don't know if ever in my life, well, that's not true. I guess sometimes in different choirs and men's glee club and all that sort of stuff, we literally were reading sheet music. So then I guess I was thinking about what note I was singing. But whenever I'm singing a song of my own or, you know, singing along to a, a song uh, that, that I'm listening to in the car or whatever, I don't think once in my life have I thought, oh, these are the notes I'm singing right now. Half the time, I don't even know. And, and most of us are probably going to be that way, unless you have perfect pitch. Then you know every note of everything, and you even know, like, oh, that ceiling fan, is and that's a C sharp, <laughs> which is crazy and awesome. That's really cool that you have that ability. But very few people have that. So because your voice will naturally usually fit to the key without having to think about what notes are in the key of this chord progression, that's why it's just easiest to do that. Now, I think the best way to write a melody is with a keyboard. Many reasons for this. I, think, I feel like I've talked about it a lot, so I don't want to spend too much time on it. Uh, but the, the really short version is on a keyboard, you can visualize the melody very easily. Even like a guitar, it's just harder to visualize a melody because a fretboard is just not nearly as straightforward as this, where every note that's higher is just higher. <laughs> and every note that's lower is lower. A guitar on a single string, that's true. But once you change strings... It's it starts to be much less clear exactly how far up you went or, or down you went it becomes very unclear, especially compared to a keyboard, which could basically could be no less clear. Maybe if we didn't have the the sharps and flats and they all were just these, you know, the the plain old white keys. I guess that would be even more straightforward because then visually all keys look the same. That would be literally the only way to make it more straightforward, exactly how much higher up you're going or farther down you're going. 
And I think the visual element can help with the melody, especially because if you think this melody feels boring, if you're improvising on the piano and writing your melody on the piano, you're going to see like, oh, well, I have no leaps in my melody, which I, I see I'm playing it. And then also I can see that the whole pitch range of my song is within a fifth. So of course it feels like the chorus didn't go anywhere because it didn't go anywhere. It's much easier to visualize that on a keyboard because you literally see it than with your voice. Again, unless you have perfect pitch, then lucky you, you can visualize it probably about equally as, as easily with your voice. Um, also, your voice, one of the downsides to improvising melodies with your voice, and why I personally have moved into almost all of my melodies for the last several years have been written with the keyboard primarily. I use my voice as well to make sure it's comfortable, to make sure that, you know it works vocally as well, but primarily I'm writing a melody with a keyboard the reason is, is, is with your with our voice, with anything we do, we kind of revert to the laziest version, right? If you're like, I need to mow the lawn, but um, you know, but the office is on, on on TV, or my wife's playing it on the TV, we, we always lean towards the lazy answer, right? And the same thing is going to be kind of true for our voice, where most of the time. It, it, we're just going to default when improvising a melody with her voice to what's comfortable for her voice. But sometimes the most interesting melodies aren't comfortable because they have big leaps that we wouldn't think to do with our voice when we're improvising. It would feel too risky to us. Like, what if I take a big leap and I miss? I'm going to be embarrassed, even though there's probably nobody around us when we're writing the melody. But a lot of times I think we think like that, right? Like it, we just embarrass ourselves, even if we're all by ourselves, because I went up by a fifth and I missed. Oof. Right. So we kind of play it safe and playing it safe when you're writing a melody is not is, is not ideal. Can it be fine? Can it result in a great metal melody? Absolutely. But I find that if you want to consistently have just more interesting melodies, melodies that go somewhere a little bit more, I think the keyboard is the best way to do this. But again, if we want to do easiest of the easy, we start with chord progression, right? Or we start with a harmony song engine. The easiest of the easy is a chord progression, and the easiest of the the most, most easy is a stock chord progression. Start with that. The easiest version for your melody is to improvise it with your voice. If you know at least basic, basic theory, where it's like, okay, my chord progression is in C major, so I know that I have all the notes that are natural notes, which are all the white keys on the piano, or I know that you know it's in G major, so I know I have all the white keys on the piano, except for F, which is then going to be an F sharp. If you know that, then keyboard might be the way to go. And by the way, you don't even have to be a pianist for this. Most people, even if they are not pianists, can still poke out a melody on the piano. It's a very simple thing to do. It's the easiest thing to do on the piano. Lots of people, they see a piano, they don't play piano at all, and they go over and like poke out chopsticks or something, right? <laughs> like that's the, that's the easiest thing to do on a piano. Unlike a guitar, where the easiest thing to do is actually to strum chords. So even if you're not a pianist, consider using the piano. But again, if you want just the easiest of the easy, improvise with your voice. Also, going back to natural flow for a second, trying to put everything together with song sections. When it comes to what is the most natural flow, I find that almost always, before I start any lyrics, I will have the song engine and so we'll say chord progression right I have the chord progression and the melody for both the verse and the chorus 
before I do anything with lyrics. Almost always. Once in a while. Once in a while. After just like a verse, melody, and chord progression. Or maybe a chorus, melody, and chord progression. Then I will maybe sometimes start with lyrics. But probably nine times out of ten, I find that it's best to write both the harmony and the melody for your verses and your chorus. Because for your average song, that's some version of verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. Even if you end up having pre-choruses tucked in there and all that, something like 50% of your song is spent on verses and choruses. Because the chorus is going to repeat two to four times. And, you know, probably roughly a third of the time of your song is going to end up being spent on choruses. Maybe not that long, but like a quarter. And then another quarter or more is going to be spent on verses because verses are the most common song section besides verses or sorry, besides choruses. And if you just take like a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, literally you have the whole song written musically except for the bridge, which is verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. Five out of the six song sections you have the music totally done for. That's a lot of the song. So at that point, it makes sense to try to figure out, okay, now that I have most of the music of the song, essentially, now I can start to think, what does this song feel like it's about? So most of the time, most of the time, I find that it's easiest to basically do step one and step two, harmony and melody, chord progression and melody, for both the verse and the chorus, which order, totally up to you. I go back and forth. A lot of times I do start with the verse. Um, but that's specifically because for me, I'm often starting with a piano riff and I find that it, it, it makes more sense and it matters more to have an interesting piano riff in the verse than it does in the chorus, because in the chorus, there's going to be a bunch of guitars and a bunch of other stuff that kind of covers up the piano part anyway. But in the verse, most of the pressure of, is this music interesting or not is on the piano because it might just be me singing and the piano or me singing the piano and drums or me singing piano and bass. The chorus you know, the piano part is very rarely not covered up. So the piano part needs to be good in the verse more so than in the chorus. That's why I personally start with the verse very often. Um, that's going to apply less if you're writing chord progressions on a guitar because, you know, uh, for either one, it doesn't really matter. The chord progression isn't going to stand out as just a basic strummed chord progression, probably, unless you riffify it, <laughs> which is just a way of saying it has an interesting rhythm to it where it almost sounds like it's a melody, but it happens to be a chord progression. Think something like Seven Nation Army. Technically, that's a chord progression, um, but it, it it effectively works like a melodic bass line. So, if you, again, real detail. If you want real detail, if you want a step-by-step, -step, Joseph, tell me exactly what to write when. You're going to choose either verse or chorus. doesn't matter. But if you want me to give you one, fine. I'll give you verse. Write your verse chord progression. Then write your verse melody. Then write your chorus chord progression. Then write your chorus melody. At that point, you now can ask the first introductory question for this step three, which is lyrics. This is when you ask, what does this sound, song sound like it would be about? And then the actual steps. I mentioned my six-step lyric writing checklist. This is the most, this is the part of the songwriting process that to me has the most steps and the most nuances in it. 
So check that out, songwritertheory.com slash lyric checklist. We don't have time to go over all the nuances and details within that. We'll give a high-level view, but basically what you want to do is get the central idea of the song. That can be in the form of, a, the, of what you think the song title should be for this song, what the title line of the chorus would be, that the main line that is at the end or maybe the beginning of the chorus. Uh, central imagery, an example of this would be something like Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. Right, The central Im- imagery of a fast car is... Is No, that's not in the chorus in that song. Uh, I don't think it is. I'm pretty sure it's at the beginning of every verse. But that is the central imagery and the song title for that song. So very often that central imagery and song title usually will come from the chorus. That song is an exception to that. But in in the context of that song, that imagery of a fast car represents something like freedom and hope, right? Hope for freedom someday is more or less what that what that represents. So once you have that, that central idea, that's when you can flesh out the idea. I like to do this with prose writing and other different things. Again, check out the lyric checklist for more on this. But at a high level, I really don't like to go straight from idea to lyrics. Because if you go straight from idea to lyrics, there's too much pressure on what you're writing lyrically because you're worried about too many things at once. You're trying to figure out what to say at both a high level and at a detailed level. And you're trying to have a meter, right? You might be trying to have a rhyme scheme. You're just worried about too many things at once. So I find it's easy to get all your ideas out by just writing in prose, basic writing, right? You're not thinking about meter. You're not thinking about rhyme. You're just writing in plain old English and fleshing out your idea. Then you outline your lyrics, which is when you're figuring out, okay, in my first verse, I need to communicate X. In my chorus, I need to communicate Y. In my second verse, I need to communicate Z. And then in my bridge, the twist that I'm adding is A. That's what outlining your lyrics is for, giving you an idea of when I actually write the specific lyrics for every song section, what is each song section trying to communicate at a high level? Then we get into actually writing the lyrics, writing many drafts of the lyrics, trying to figure out the best way to word things. And then eventually we get into lyric editing. My preferred way of lyric editing is what I call iterative lyric editing, which I find is just the best way to slowly but surely crawl our way to a lyric that we feel like we can be proud of. So if we put together everything that we've that we've talked about here, it sort of puts us in this start by writing a chord progression or some other harmony song engine. But the easiest version is a chord progression. Then write a melody for that chord progression. That probably is going to be your verse. It may end up being your chorus, especially if the melody is high and it feels kind of epic, then maybe you actually wrote the chorus. Either way, we know we need to write another song section that is either going to be the verse or the chorus, where again, we're going to start with a chord progression and then improvise our melody. At this point, we haven't really had to think about hardly any music theory, especially if we specifically are stock chord progression, improvised melody with voice. If you want to get past this version of writing, I'm going to say the same thing that I said in in the response in one of the response bonus podcasts, responding to your number one songwriting struggle. If you want to get out of this, always starting with harmony first and then melody and lyrics. And you want to get out of stock chord progressions 
and you want to be able to write a melody with something other than your voice because you acknowledge that at least to some degree there's truth to what I'm talking about, about like we tend to revert to what's comfortable for our voice when we improvise with our voice, and that might not always make the best melodies. If you want to get past those things, music theory is the ticket. I'm not going to sales pitch anymore, but the reality is, especially if you're a person that just really doesn't want to want to learn music theory, this is the way to write songs. And you can get great results. Without music theory, you're gonna you're always gonna be somewhat limited. So if you have a melody and you're like, crap, I need to write a chord progression for it. I'm sorry. <laughs> like uh, without some basic theory knowledge, it's gonna be a painful process. You can just randomly try chords until you get it to it's gonna be a painful process, though. Um so this is the way to write songs in the easiest way, especially if you don't know theory. But even if you do know theory, um, some version of this I do think is the easiest way to write songs. Very often, for the record, if given a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, song structure, very often my actual process will look basically like the following. Because I promise I would say this at the beginning. So we'll conclude with this. I come up with a piano riff. That resonates with me. Until I have a piano riff that resonates with me, I'm, I'm not going to move on. It's just I'm just going to keep improvising different piano stuff until I have something that resonates with me. Again, this is most songs, right? Some other songs will start with a bass line. Some other songs are like a combination of a pair of piano riff I came up with or a chord progression that I came up with with a song title idea I came up with. But a lot of times, probably you know four out of five songs or maybe three out of five songs sort of depends too on the genre that I'm writing at the time. Uh, this is not going to be true for like the harder rock music. I write that I, I do guitars and things like that, but for your average singer songwriter, Joseph Vidala stuff, this, this is what it looks like. Piano riff that resonates with me that I think, Ooh, that's interesting. I like that. That is the verse. Then I do one of two things. I either then write the piano part for the chorus and then go back and write the melody for the verse and the chorus. Or I will write a melody to go on top of that piano riff that I wrote for the verse and then move on to the chorus and again do piano riff or piano part and then melody. At that point, that's when I'm sitting back and really thinking, you know, is, is there a song title I've already come up with that I think fits with this song? Is there a song idea that I wrote in my song idea document that matches sound wise with this feels like this is what the song's about. And if not, then I'm asking, okay, if none of the ideas I had before match with this song, what does this song sound like it's about? If I just sit and close my eyes and ask myself, what does this song, if, if I presumed that the song already had an identity, it already was about something, somebody else wrote it and it already has a meaning. What would I assume that meaning to be? And at that point, that's when maybe I'm, I'm coming up with the central idea of the song, the central image of the song, maybe the song title, or at least the working song title. Maybe I think of a single line that is what I th think would be the concluding line of the chorus, the main point of the song. And then from there, sometimes it will vary. This is probably where it varies the most for my average song. Again, I start songs in a bunch of different ways. This is just my bread and butter of bread and butters. But this is where, for every song, it really varies a ton. But sometimes I will, after getting the central idea, I'll go one step further and even write the bridge piano part and then, and then melody. 
and then I will finally go back and do lyrics once essentially I've written the music for every part. And a lot of songs don't follow that I do don't follow that standard structure. So apply that to that as well. Sometimes I'll have a finale or I'll have a no bridge at all, but I have like or two bridges, right? Sometimes I'll do the music for everything first and then write the lyrics. But usually I have an idea of what the song is about after the harmony slash chord progression and melody is done for the verse and chorus. Whether I actually start writing the lyrics yet or not depends. But also very often, like I have a song right now where I have the lyrics mostly done or partially developed for a fully written verse and chorus. Actually, technically the verse and chorus, a lot of the arrangement is done too, where I have it recorded and everything. And I still haven't written the bridge melody or bridge chord progression. I haven't written like anything for the bridge. I think, I guess that's not technically true. As of a couple days ago, I have a working version that I think will end up being the piano part and the melody for the bridge. But for the longest time, I had every other part of the song done except just the bridge, I had nothing. And I think now it's going to be a finale rather than a bridge. Neither here nor there. So this is the easiest way to write a song, especially if you don't know theory. And even if you do know theory, this is still the easiest way to write a song. For every song section, always make sure you start with harmony, chord progression, some sort of song engine, then melody, then lyrics. That's simple. If you have a melody and you really like that melody and right now you're sad because you're like, crap, well, I feel like I'm stuck. Music theory is going to be the key out, learning some basic music theory and music composition. You also can, again, have the option of you can try to write lyrics for it, ask somebody else to come up with a corporation. You can record yourself singing the melody and you can just play random chords, hoping to find the right thing. But really your key is figure out the key that you're singing in which is music theory, based on the notes that you're singing, you should be able to figure out what key it's likely in. Then from there, you have a good idea of some of the main chords you have in that key, and then it's easier. And then the next step, of course, at a high level, is really just a lot of times, if you have a phrase in your melody, the underlying chord is usually going to feature the notes that are featured in the phrase that you sang. So for instance, if you sang something that was like, E, 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 F, G. We've clearly featured E and G because E was at the beginning, G was at the end, F was kind of tucked in the middle, E was played multiple times. So in that case, you're probably, the underlying chord would be a chord that also have that has an E and a G. So probably, you're, it, now it's going to depend, what key are we in, you know, what chord came before it? There's a bunch of different questions to ask, but basically we would ask, Okay, what, what chord has an E and a G? So if you're in C major, C major is a very likely answer to that question. Perhaps an E minor. If you're in G major, again, C major might be the answer, or E minor might be the answer. It could be other chords as well, but most likely, given a scenario like that where we're featuring E and G and also have an F tucked in there, probably the chord is going to also include E and G. So that's a real high level. Hopefully that helps you. We would have to talk way longer for, for me to actually talk you through all the different things that go into trying to figure out an un, the underlying chord progression or a, a underlying chord progression, because there certainly can be way more than one for your melody. 
uh, but at a high level, hopefully that helps. And just know that in the future, your best bet is just don't start with the melody because um, you're going to get yourself kind of kind of trapped if you don't understand some basic theory. Or, of course, you could learn basic basic theory and some of these problems start to go away <laughs> much more quickly, uh, which is probably the better way to go. But regardless, whatever you choose, hopefully this was helpful to you. Whether you know theory or not, this is going to apply. This is the easiest way to write songs by far, in my opinion. So go out, write a song this way. And hopefully, hopefully, if you've been struggling with finishing songs and getting stuck, this is going to be like, oh, yeah, this is way easier than what I was trying to do. And you will have some great success with writing some songs. Go out, write some great stuff. Have a great week, and I will talk to you in the next one.